You do nice work. That's why I get the big money. Boy, I wish I had your brains. I wish I had your beauty. There is that. Who would have thought perfection could be so boring? What do we got? Oh, chest wounds here, leg wounds there. I've seen worse. Only after you get through with them. Why do women ride side saddle? Would you marry a woman that didn't? No, sir. Major Burns said I'm fit to leave. Major Burns is an expert on fits. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always are my good buds, Simon, Gentlemen, and Al. Hi there, how you doing? I'm good, thank you, bye. <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 20, Some 38th Parallels. It's the 92nd episode overall, directed by Burton Metcalf, written by John W. Riger and Gary Markowitz, originally aired on January 20th, 1976, and the production code is G521. Hold that door for us, will you, Frank? Post stops all jammed, sir. Let's put him against the wall, Father. We ain't got one free bed. You think we were a motel? Sorry, Father. Well, I know all about motels, Corporal. Each man prays in his own way. Get an IV stand, Flinger. Right. Another boy from the 43rd. Colonel Conner's outfit. He got hit in one of the Colonel's famous retrieval sweeps. No more stands, Doc. What now? Get a hammer. Let's nail this thing to the wall. Boy, I wish I had your brains. I wish I had your beauty. There is that. Our friend Colonel Conner specializes in trading warm bodies for cold. He'd send a whole division behind enemy lines in order to pick up what used to be one human being. Hold this way, Father. Some awful funny people running this war. Sometimes I'm sorry I bought tickets for it. I'll see you in a bit. Plot summary for this episode. Hawkeye has impotency problems. Frank auctions off the 4077's garbage and Radar becomes distraught after a patient he has taken special interest in dies. Come on, cut. I was just walking by and I noticed this gizmo came disconnected from the thingamabob and it wasn't dripping into the doohickey right. You lost me with all the technical terms, Radar, but I get the picture. Is he going to be all right, sir? He will now. Whew. Radar? Yes, sir. You may have just saved his life. Really? Gee, I didn't mean to. Well, who would have thought I could? Gee. Come on, help me see if we can get him in the post-op. Yes, sir. And we have some fun guest stars on this episode. William Christopher, still classified as a, uh, as a guest star, mm-hmm. uh, appears as Father Francis Mulcahy. We have Kevin Hagen, who plays Colonel Coner. Hagen is most well-known for playing Doc Baker in Little House on the Prairie. Hmm. And George O'Hanlon Jr. plays Private Gerald Furland. George has 33 credits on his IMDb page, which includes appearing in Star Trek's TNG, Lost, Magnum P.I., and Jake and the Batman. And we had Lynette Meddy as Nurse Abel. This is Lynette's sixth and last appearance in M.A.S.H., Sadly, she went on to appease in seven episodes of Quincy M.D. And Meds held a vigil for her in this. I'm serious. <laughs> Our guard is 
garbage is the mainstay of the local economy, sir. I don't think you realize how much valuable material is being looted from our trash heaps. I guess I just don't have your head for garbage, Burns. <laughs> the late Colonel Blake said I was the best rubbish officer we'd ever had. A man knew talent when he saw it. Do you smoke? Uh, would you like me to, sir? Never mind. Well, what do you think, sir, garbage-wise? I'm not going to make any decision until Radar gives me a breakdown of the situation. Radar! You got sir, we're going through the, the files and got the, the poop files. on our garbage. Shoot. A typical sample of this hospital's waste products contains expended medical supplies, i.e. EG tongue depressors. Well, they're going to take a few hundred of those and make a hooch. I've heard a Korean landlord will kill for the chance to subdivide a packing crate. A few hundred yards of used and bloody surgical gauze. Oh, that can be washed out and used to make summer clothing. Go on. Some stretched out nurses' bras. They can use those for hammocks, right? <laughs> you shut up. Don't be abusive. I'm sorry, Colonel. It's just my nature. Enlisted men have feelings, you know. I keep forgetting that, sir. Uh, you want me to continue, Colonel? No, I have no interest in hearing a refuse recital of Burns. What are you leading up to? Sir, it's un-American to get nothing for nothing. Now, I propose we auction our garbage off to local contractors. I let it go to the highest bidder. That's ridiculous. As per Pentagon directive, uh, N stroke R stroke 358 stroke 9 dash A. The Trashy Substances Act, sir. Really? Burns, some men are born to greatness. Others have garbage thrust upon them. You've got it. I won't let you down, sir. There's no way you can. Uh, congratulations, Major. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. It was it was a, an enjoyable episode. Wasn't my favorite. You know, they had the whole Kelly and Klinger. Looked like they were going on a date. Right on time. Oh, thank you. You sure you don't mind being seen with me? Of course not. Some girls feel strange with married men. Oh. Yeah. You know, and, and he's like, well, you don't mind if I'm married. It kind of put a dampener on Kelly's character for me. And she's like, oh, no, no problem. I'm like, that's just mm, me and the whole infidelity thing just doesn't go hand in hand. And, you know, even if they were, I guess they could have just been kind of going out as friends. Did, did, he, did he say married or, or didn't he not refer to the fact that he's dressed as a woman? No. no, he said married man. No, I think that's what they wanted us to believe. You know, that yeah. was the gag of the joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she's um, al- she's always been she's always been like dancing with Klinger and Radar, though, isn't she? Uh, you know. mm-hmm. I did like the uh, the whole prank. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Potter's reply to it. <laughs> I didn't see any of it, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's that like well, classic it? Potter. That was one of my favorites, and I really enjoyed BJ and Radar's talk. I did everything I could, Radar. How could he be alive like that one second and dead the next? There's not much more than that in it. It's not fair. Fair is the last thing it is. I mean, you operated on him twice. The damage was just too extensive. I, I could give you a lot of medical reasons, but... Understanding doesn't make it less painful. Oh. We got to be friends. In just a few hours. Friends don't need more. Yeah, I hope I don't cry. It's no sin, Radar. 
time you felt like crying, sir. What time is it? I think Radar did really well in this episode. Uh, even at the end, I wish they would have prolonged it. I know they share, you know, they uh, air these episodes out of order than the way they're being shot, but it would have been nice to see a progression of his depression over this this kid's death. Yeah. Because um, even at the end, they're passing popcorn and he still looks like he's just so distraught. And I thought it would have been nice to carry that over, you know, not a, a ton, but a, a, another episode or two. Yeah, because there is an episode later on, isn't it, where he... Um... He, uh, Hawkeye, I think Hawkeye goes like, goes missing or something drunk or something like that, and and, Kent, uh, and Radar's really quite upset by it all because yes. he feels he let him down, and it's, yes. it's almost a bit of a link to that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're right; it does come up again, but it was just, it was so profound on him in this episode. At least he played it that way that I felt like it just kind of got dismissed. But that's how mash episodes they are self contained; they don't pretty much, you know, other than relationships and things that carry on in the episode to episode. Um. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was it was a fine episode. Nothing to write home about. It's not one I can rewatch again. But uh, I enjoyed it. How about you, Meds? Um, yeah, well, looking at my notes here, um, uh, I like the way we beat on his argyle socks that he never wears. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was that. cool. Yeah, that is great. I've never seen you wear those. Oh, I never do. If you wear them, they get dirty. If I keep washing them, they stay clean forever. They're actually just to remind me of better times. Argyle socks, Angora sweaters, Woody Herman, fumbling in rumble seats. Rumbling in fumble seats. That too. Uh, Nurse Abel is indeed rather lovely. Yes, that's that's one of my notes. Um, good to see Mr. Teeth is back. I like Mr. Teeth. Oh, I like gosh. when Mr. Teeth turns up there and he's in you know in his usual role of not just smiling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and not often any carvings of people's heads. Um, and yeah, and Kenny, like the sound line is you from Pata. Um, I, I actually quite like this episode. Um, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. So it's. Um, wow. It's, yeah, okay. it's a big one for me because um, I, I just quite like the fact that for once you see um, Hawkeye is not. You know the the uh, you know he just goes to show that he's not infallible. You know mm-hmm. things can get to him as well as you know sometimes you just think ah oh, he's always wise cracking and he's brilliant at his job and then he goes and have a drink and the world's a rosy place and then suddenly you actually see that he he can get dented and he, he does have real kind of life issues that can go on around him. Um, so I quite like that that I brought that in and, and again as you say with radar the fact that yeah the realities of war kind of hit home and they hit home really well because he he, he suffered. I mean he must have seen people die. You know, he's been there for a long time. He's been there longer than all of them. So he would have seen people dying, and he must have talked to people before. So it's interesting of why this one kid, um, you know, was he from his own hometown or something like that? No, that, no, 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 just, no. I think he just really bonded with them. Yeah, so it was quite. He nice. felt like he did accomplished something because you know they were kind of pretending that he was that he helped. Them. Well, he did help him. Well, he saved yeah. his life. He saved his life. So he just felt like you know he was a doctor. Yeah, more right. important. Yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, it, it's funny because I can say that I liked something, but I'm more than happy not to watch it again for a couple of years. And this is that case. So, you know, I, I really quite like the episode, but I'm happy not to see it again for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you, uh, Al? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot better than the last episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the themes because we're kind of more back we're back to more of um you know standard mash type of episode you got the comedy you've got uh the the drama and it's it, it, you can almost see this is where they're starting to shift into the more serious uh dramedy type mm-hmm. um stuff that we see much later in the series uh you know the uh, uh, seasons um like uh I I liked Hawkeye like like you said Meds I love to see Hawkeye have that dent in him yeah because 
up to this point, you know, you, you kind of get the image that Hawkeye is this, uh, you know, <laughs> sexually driven uh, uh, dynamo that, that never lets anything get to him that far. It doesn't matter how bad the world is for him. He still has the energy to, you know, humana, humana, humana. But now we <laughs> see that it's really getting to him. And yeah. um, and I kind of love to see that little flaw, not a flaw, but that that humanness of his character. And uh, I did love, I did love the whole radar um, storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He, you could see, you could see uh, Gary Berghoff just did a great job in that in that in that episode. You could see him get all puffed up as as uh, as BJ was telling him, "You just saved this guy's life," you know. So he's getting this real sense of accomplishment. And one day, what you know, one night he's there talking to the kid, and then the next day he's dead. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a slap in the face to to Radar. It was almost like, you know, like 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 you said, he he has been there longer than anybody, and he has seen people die. But I think this is the first time that he actually had that absolute personal connection with a patient who died, mm-hmm. and it really affected him. You know, I mean. He's probably thinking, what could I have done differently? Could I have stayed with him longer? And if something happened, maybe we could have helped him. So I'd, and I, I'd like that. And then, you know, at, at the end, you see the episode wrap up like all episodes do. It's a happy ending. And then they pan over and we still see Radar. Sad. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of, that was a great way to end the episode, I think. I, I just thought it was a great way to end the episode. Hmm. Because not only not only do we see Hawkeye and BJ getting their you know quote unquote revenge on this uh, this morbid colonel, but we also see the the deeper effects of what this colonel and people like him were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed good, it. Yeah, some good, some very good points. Uh, yeah, totally even forgot about the whole. Even though Meds mentioned it in the in the in the uh, plot summary. With the whole Hawkeye being impotent, and that was a really good storyline. Yeah. Yeah, very well done. Hawkeye needs the blue pill. <laughs> what do you think of Nurse Abel? If I wasn't married, I'd start nibbling at Nurse Abel's toes and stuff when I got to her hairpins. There is something there to arouse a male. Unless he's been dead six months. She was in here before. Um, with me, alone. <laughs> That's one of the worst-kept secrets of the war. She was in here before, and, uh, I, uh, uh, couldn't. Couldn't what? The big couldn't. Oh, that couldn't. Uh, Maybe I tried too hard. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. Maybe it was her perfume. Maybe it was mine. She looks a little like my mother. Maybe Oedipus wrecked it for me. Look, it's perfectly understandable. You've been going full tilt since you got here. Your nerves are brittle enough to use for kindling. Tension. The war. Happens to everyone. Right. Ever happened to you? Never. Think. All right, it's time for our behind the scenes. I will start us off. Per the title, the 38th Parallel North was used as the pre-Korean War boundary between North Korea and South Korea. And as of 2010, it's still the dividing line between those two countries. Uh, this is the last of six appearances by Lynette Metley as various nurses. Uh, the first was episode 17. When Hawkeye is talking about his failure to 
perform with Nurse Abel. He says, she looks a little like my mother. Maybe Oedipus wrecked it for me. Now, Oedipus, the king of Thebes, is a character from a Sophocles play who unknowingly kills his father and marries his mother. How do you not know you married your mother? Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, she, she parted her hair on the other side. I had no idea who she was. <laughs> now, he was destined to do this because his parents had angered the gods. When Oedipus learns what he's done, he gouges his eyes out and he leaves his city for a self-imposed exile in the desert. How did he get there? He's got no eyes. I know. No one's going to help well, him he... if he was knocking off his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he had the, he had the little girl from uh, the last episode direct him the 20 miles into the desert. There you go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our last one is Margaret does not appear in this episode. Yeah, she wasn't in the previous episode. I don't think she's in the next one either. No. Yeah. Morning. 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 Major Burns said I'm fit to leave. Major Burns is an expert on fits. I ordered your Jeep, Colonel. Be ready in a minute. Boy, I'm starved. Extracurricular carnage really builds up an appetite. Private Phelan died last night, Colonel. Who? Phelan? Gerald Phelan. He was one of yours. Wounded last time you went out looking for coffin refills. I remember that mission. We retrieved every Joe that bought on Hill 911. And how many men did you lose? Our losses were insignificant. How many kids in an insignificant? Two. Phelan makes three. We knocked out 15 or 20 reds, old buddy. That makes my kill ratio eight and a half to one. Maybe nine and a half. Do I hear ten? Sold to the Grim Reaper in the third row. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you ever find yourself wanting to give us an email, you can send those to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And you can hear the MASH 4077 podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app store and search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. I think we all enjoyed this episode, yeah. some more than others. <laughs> but uh, definitely thumbs up, uh, three thumbs up from all of us. All right. Well, I am Kenny. Uh, I'm Meds. And I'm Dr. Seuss. And <laughs> we'll be seeing you. How'd your date go? I don't kiss and tell. Sorry. It was terrific. <laughs> now, look, sir, we charge the men a dollar each for helicopter rides. Add that to our garbage income, and we'll be in the black inside a year. This is a hospital, Burns. I don't want us listed on the stock exchange.
was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al, and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. The captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. 
All rights reserved. It's the 92nd episode. Blah, blah, blah. And the production code. Oh, God. What a stupid thing to say. <laughs> reading the long run line. Okay. And the plot summary for this episode Hawkeye has. <laughs> what do you think of Al Stratoway? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's oh, that's yeah. just. I gotta tell you, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really tickled about that, Matt. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh-